Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life. To share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side. And ultimately, to embrace them and take back your power. Hey guys, so we are back with Taking Back Your Power, and um, today's guest is a friend that I've had online. You know how this goes. A lot of people meet online, and then you finally meet in person, and it's like you've known each other your whole lives, right? It's like, it's not any different from meeting people in person. It is online. Like, it's just so, the connections are there, and the friendships grow, and it's crazy. Um, So I'm going to let him introduce himself. His name is Jerome. And then we're going to find out who he is, what he does, and then we'll talk a little bit more about how we connected because it's relevant to everything that we talk about. And so go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm Jerome Washington, uh, native of Houston, and uh, it's been a pretty, pretty uh, interesting uh, journey leading up to this point of my life for sure. So, yeah. So we talked a little bit about where you grew up. So yeah. you're from Houston, grew up in Houston. What area of town did you grow up in? I uh, grew up in Fifth Ward, actually, right in Trinity Gardens. I remember writing that TGP on my stuff, all <laughs> connected on all my schoolwork and elementary and all that. Yeah, grew right in there off of 59 and Cross Timbers. So, and yeah. you've, you've lived here your whole life, right? Like you've never Most of lived- my whole okay. life. I, um, my, my mom married my stepfather uh, when I was like six or something like that uh-huh. and we moved up to upstate new york he was in the military so oh, okay lived up there for six years then oh, okay. came back here to houston and kind of almost pretty much in the same area okay yeah and what do you do now uh well i'm a serial entrepreneur yes yes <laughs> uh having my real estate license been having it for the past eight years I have a real estate uh company that i'm the principal of and have a lot of agents who help uh, lease up multifamily housing and we're looking to get into like investment properties and stuff like that but um but yeah so and you're a dad you have two kids I do I have two amazing kids uh 13 and 12 oh 13 and 12 yeah wow. yeah okay yeah I have a, my daughter she's she's 13 now and like going to high school and then my little dude wow. he's he's 12 so they're 13 months and five days apart back to back so wow yeah. wait she's going to high school yeah yeah what ninth grade she's going to ninth grade yeah. this next year this this coming year yeah does she turn 14 soon she seems uh, so young to turned, be well she she moved up a grade uh, she moved up a grade she has a late birthday her birthday is in september okay into september and so she got skipped up a grade and uh. and so yeah so. That just gives me anxiety. My son <laughs> is 11. He yeah. will be, He has a late birthday. Okay. He missed, you know, the September cutoff mm-hmm, by like mm-hmm. a week. Yep. So he is going to junior high. Okay. So he'll be 12 mm-hmm. in September. Yeah. And that gives me a panic attack, yeah. right? Uh. Every time they talk about their age, <laughs> I, I like pretend. Well, I don't pretend, but I kind of like cry, right? <laughs> and so they know not to talk about their ages around um, me. They yeah. both, they're both like, mom, don't talk about it around mom. Because oh, I'll start crying. Because your, your daughter is how old? So right now they are 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Mine okay. are 18 months apart. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for six months, it sounds like they're a year apart. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. Because she just turned 10 in March. Mm. And then in September, he'll turn 12. Mm. So mm. so they're 10 and 11 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's but cool. It's a crazy dynamic. But yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Um, That she's going to high school. I'm still like freaking out for you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's wild. My son, he's going to, he's going to middle school. So he, she got bumped up a grade. We... 
kept him back one grade and, mm. and then the eighth and so he's going to not ninth but sixth sixth grade sixth or seventh yeah. right right sixth, yeah something like that wow <laughs> that's interesting so jerome and i met online yeah a lot of people grow friendships online these days right it's not even uncommon um and so we were talking about it and i we connected i think on the business side because of my group houston Athena bloggers and you have the apartment lease what is it called apartment leasing apartment lease finders yeah Yeah. and so i think there was a connection there with your assistant that you talked about um where um they were you were just looking to like get more into the latina or hispanic community and so Mm -hmm. we had that connection and then you and i connected just on a personal level with our personal pages and it was more of for me i was going through my divorce um I think during that time I had just been separated and starting the divorce process. And you would post a lot about prayer and just really positive all the time. And so I think that was what kind of drew me to like connect with you and we would talk. And then I think you would even, I think we talked on the phone and you prayed for me Mm -hmm. or you would send me like the voice (laughs) messages on Instagram and pray for me. And it was definitely something where I was like, so sweet, so nice. Like, thank you so much. Cause some days, you just really need that kind of support yeah, from people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so where does that come from? Like, you are a very positive person online, and I've known <laughs> you for a couple of years now because yeah. it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time we meet in person, and it's just exactly how you are online is how you are in person. And oh. we kind of talked about, you know, just growing up and kind of changing your mentality and, yeah. and, and being that, you know, positive influence for yourself. Yeah. It, it it's it's interesting because I haven't always been like this. right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I used to be the most negative, cynical person on the planet. Wow. To be frank, mm-hmm. and and I guess because your environment it just kind of rubs off on you when you are young, rebel, confused, not really certain in who you are or your purpose, and and or have a strong sense of identity. It's anger, frustration, resentment. Uh, it's me against the world type of mentality. And I just had some amazing people that stepped into my life. Well, fast backtrack a little bit. My divorce, mm-hmm. where I lost everything. I lost my marriage, my kids, you know, and I felt like the world was ending. Mm-hmm. And I was super depressed and I became super reclused and closed off. And that was my rock bottom didn't care if I woke up the next morning. And so it was a great slate to build upon, you know, when you, like, I've, lo- I've give up. I'm willing to try anything. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy. I was working at the time for Green Mountain Energy. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing training, sales, and I loved renewable energy. Anyways, long story short, this guy would come in, walking in just happy, in a suit, smiling all the time jump in this little infinity and drive off and i mean i would see him all the time at this you know location and i was like dude what do you do you know like <laughs> like why are you so happy like what are you what do? are you drinking what's in your what coffee you cup do? every day i need this right because i'm sitting here depressed i'm sad my wife left you know like you know and it was just you know and he gave me every single rdo and pdf book that he had on personal development, changing your mindset. And he's like, here, read these. And he did financial planning. He worked for a company called Primerica at the time. And he's like, dude, you, you would be great, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I went and got my life and health license. I literally just gleaned everything I could and learned from it because I was just open. I was desperate. 
and that began my journey into like personal development and really taking control over what's going on between the ears Mm -hmm. and that was what started for me for sure I think you said something really important because and it's funny because we kind of talked about it this weekend this weekend I went to Galveston for a yoga retreat Mm -hmm. and there was a life coach there and one of the main things that we talked about was your identity Mm -hmm. right knowing who you are um, as moms we get kind of lost in Mm -hmm. like I'm only going to be a mom, you know, or I can only be this kind of mom. And so you end up losing yourself, right? I was a mom and a wife for 20 years. Like, you know, I was with my ex-husband for a really long time. I was married for 13, but we dated for seven. And then we had our kids and, you know, I I was a mom and a wife for a long time. That became my identity where Mm -hmm. that's all I knew. And I didn't realize how much of myself I had lost along the way. Not to blame anybody, but just that's just how it happens, right? You get so involved in wanting to be a good wife, right? Like I was very much about scripture, the Proverbs 31, you know, I was, I was very much that, you know, person that I would like open my Bible and like, what does this say? Who, who should I be? Because I got so lost in it. So figuring out your identity for me has been so important, especially the last two years, right? After my divorce. So how did that kind of develop for you? Like creating or not creating but finding your identity again after your divorce and and getting to the point where you are a positive happy person now yeah so in in kind of going with that me um i found my identity in my kids me being this good father because my dad wasn't present for me Mm. and i found this identity and well i'm going to be a great father my marriage fell but i'm going to be great at this right and and then what happens is your children, you know, I went from going to having lunch with my kiddos and going up to all their field trips. And now they're getting so much so bigger. They don't need me the same way. And so mm-hmm. my daughter doesn't want me going up to her middle school and having lunch with her anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, I felt lost. I was like, man, well, what do I? So outside of my kids, who am I? Mm-hmm. And and I, when you start asking yourself proper questions, like good questions, you get good answers because if you ask yourself why am I so fat, your brain's gonna tell you because you keep eating Doritos at three a.m. <laughs> eating ice cream, right? Tacos for me. <laughs> and tacos, or you know, why does why does this always happen to me? Your brain is gonna find reasons to affirm that question, and versus you know, say, well, how can I grow? You know, how can I improve? What can I learn from this situation? Well, well, God, what do you want me to do? Who am I? And also, just just asking God, I am completely lost and unhumbling yourself. I had no humility. I, I, in this personal development world, sometimes we can get lost in the sense of I built myself. I'm self-made. I did this. I did that. When really it's all by the grace of God. And so I had to come with humility. Okay, God, I am lost. I'm confused and I'm broken. I need you. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. Where do we begin? Yeah. And, and building that personal relationship and establishing that foundation on there and finding my identity, you can't tie your identity to your, your, your money because I did it and I lost it all, right? I tied my identity to me being able to provide and me being a great father. And then when you lose that ability to provide financially and be that father, because love in a lot of ways is expressing your ability to give. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to do that. And it was like, well, who are you then? You can't tie it to your business, to your marriage, to any external thing. You have to root it in who God said you are. And the truth is, you are God's highest form of creation. And that in itself 
really solidified me because no matter what's going on, I'm God's favorite. Mm-hmm. And me having God, you know, God brought some people in my life, like my mentor, other different people who started speaking into that, into that, into my life. And it's not based upon any outside circumstances. And that was really what helped me firm my identity. It's like, okay, this is who I am. This is un- un- unshakable. Mm-hmm. And it's a solid foundation. Right. And anything you put there, you know, place your identity in beyond who God said you are, it becomes an idol. And it can fail you. You know, let's say, you know, your kids don't need you the way they needed you. Now you feel like a failure. Your wife, your, you know, your husband or whatever, that situation changed and or the market changed. Coronavirus shut your business down and you, you know, prided yourself in this business owner being able to do this. And then that goes away. Then who are you? And you, you feel empty and vacant because that it can't sustain you. And none of it can sustain you. Right. Only God can. So that is how I kind of recenter back on identity and it's, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. No. And just learning all those lessons. And I think just uh, going with everything, like your struggles and living your life, I think all the situations that come to be Mm kind of help humble you. Right. And remind (laughs) you (laughs) like, you know, that you have to go back to these roots and to this place of where it all kind of began for you. Right. I've found myself in the last like maybe month or so kind of just like sometimes I just sit and the only word that comes out of my mouth is like God. And I'm just like, God, 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 like what, you know, what is this? What am I learning? What is it that, what am I learning? What is my growth going to be or come from this situation? Uh Which at the time you don't, you don't see it. You Mm -hmm. can't see it. Um, so yeah, that's something that for me is really important is like the lessons that you're learning and the, and the growth that you're experiencing. What do you feel has been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way that has really helped you become who you are today? One of the biggest lessons? Mm. There's so many. Uh, something that's like most important to you that you feel, that, or there's something that you share all the time with other people, right? Yeah. Like what's a lesson that you that you share um, with other people and that kind of helps other people kind of grow and learn from? That we're all the same. Mm. Um no one is better than anyone else. Everyone is struggling, hurting, and everyone wants to be loved, heard, felt. And we're all human. And seeing ourselves through that lens of forgiveness, grace, compassion. Um, one of the things that freed me up was huge. And I was having a conversation. I was in Miami, Florida, having a conversation with this guy, um, Mr. Mike. And I was having a conversation with John, who, who's my mentor. I call him my dad. Mm-hmm. He's made one of the biggest impacts in my life. And I was talking about something. And they can tell that I was had some blind spot or pain spot with my father mm-hmm. that, that I did not heal from. Some pain point, some scab or whatever, right? Right. And he, he like, interrupted me. He's like, well, son, you can't keep dipping your bucket in the empty well expecting to get water. It's dry. You can't hold your father responsible for what he don't have to give you Mm -hmm. you can't get apple juice from an orange tree right and 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 so instead of you keep going to this empty well expecting to get water you fill it up you pour into him Mm -hmm. you speak that life into him and I believe to whom much is given, much is required. And we're often at times are respecting, expecting people to be something that they, they're just totally unaware from. 
people who are racist, they are the ones who need love the most. Mm-hmm. People who go hurt people, they're they're broken, they're hurt. And we can show something different by giving grace, by giving forgiveness, by getting to the root of what that is and, and help speak life into that. Yeah, and it's that... Um... It's definitely something that for me is really important about um, when I think about my parents. There's like all of these (laughs) memes and stuff about like, you know, generational cycles and curses and breaking them. Um, And there's one that always stands out to me that it's true. Um, It says, just remember that when your parents were like raising you, they were raising (laughs) themselves, right? Like my parents were young when they had to be like, they are from Mexico. You know, they're immigrants. They didn't come with an education. I went to college, like, you know, I have a different education. I have a different background from them. And here I am expecting my parents to tell me how to go to college, mm. to tell me how to raise my kids. Like, it, it's hard. Mm. Like you said, it's an empty well that they were still trying to, and still are trying to figure out to this yeah. day, right? Yeah. They don't have the resources that I had, but they did the best they could. Yeah. But that's it. They can only meet me so far. Yeah. And so everything else that I've done or all the accountability and all the growth that I've had has come from other places, right? Yeah. From other people in my community, from like mentors and other women. And I think that's really important to kind of recognize the mm. fact that you can only get so much out of certain people and you yeah. cannot expect them to give you more than they can. Yeah. It's super important. And then the accountability piece of like, we have to be accountable for our own actions, right? Yeah. Like, you can't hold your dad responsible for the stuff yeah. that, you know, you is just... kind of building up in you because there's no way to do that. So I definitely feel like that goes back to a lot of like how I grew up too. culturally. We've t- mm. We were talking yeah. about culture, yeah. like, yeah. you know, my dad is a Mexican dad, like, you know, with flaws and all. And there came a certain point in my life when I had to realize, like, I have to forgive him. It's, it happened really when I had my kids, when I had my mm. son, because he's firstborn, where I'm like, I have to forgive him and I have to move on. And there's only so much, you know, he can do. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, forgiveness and grace, yeah. all of that kind of just really comes to mind when you yeah. talk about it. But I think those are foundational because yeah. when we don't, it's like a toxin that builds up in your body and you can't receive if you're closed. Mm-hmm. And so we're like... If God wants to manifest himself through you, he wants to go through the path of least resistance. So if we think of everything as energy, if you're this wood block, it's not a great conductor. But if you're copper wire, you will flow through and forgive. And I think that's where the growth happens. Definitely. Um, And I'm going back to the retreat because it just happened this weekend. (laughs) But we talked about um, speaking like positively to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's something called soft speaking. Mm where you kind of talk about yourself and like things may be happening Mm -hmm. versus like saying I'm ready and open to receive. Right. Mm -hmm. And being ready and open to receive that way things can come into your life versus being wishy-washy of like, maybe someday, you know, I'll be ready. (laughs) Like, no, you have to be ready now if that's really what you want. All you have is now. Yeah. 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 So I definitely, I love that. And it's definitely something that, like I said, just because I had this whole weekend and, and we've talked about it, it just all really resonates. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you feel has been at this point? You said you're 36, young. Yeah, 36 years <laughs> young. Yeah, I had to think about it. I forget how old I am. <laughs> That's right. I know exactly. I'm 39 yeah. years old. I yeah. will be 40 in June. Oh, man. I'm like so proud of it. Um, 36, yeah. What has been, you feel, a moment where you've just really taken back your power, right? Where the whole gist of like my podcast is that moment 
for me, I always talk about my divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's, I'm pretty sure there's been many other small moments, right? Where mm-hmm. I feel I'm taking back my power and it empowers me to do more. But for me, my divorce has been that big moment at 37 when I was like, this is it. I'm starting my life over kind mm. of thing. What has been that moment for you? Mm. I'd say the biggest switch for me was during my divorce. Yeah. <laughs> and I I remember this like yesterday and it's crazy because uh, it was a Sunday mm-hmm. and I was going to this one church and it was like four or five hours long. No joke. No joke. Well, because they have like, like eating the afterwards. Sermon. Oh, because you. The sermon, it was so long, drawn out. It was like a whole four hour deal. And I told the kids if they're you know if they're good after church you know I get them a bag of marshmallows. And I, I literally moved back in with my mom at that time, and I put like two dollars a gas in my tank because I was saving the other dollar twenty five to get them marshmallow. I had literally no money. My account was negative. Nice. I had no money, and it was hot summer. My kids are are you know they're biracial and uh-huh. like. You know, they're light skinned. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> we went to the dollar store and I went in and bought a bag of marshmallows and I was short like 17 cents. And I told the lady, well, let me go up to my car. Let me get, you know, some change. Let me get the change and I can I can just bring it back in. So the kids came with me 30 minutes later in the middle of summer in Houston around four, three to four p.m. Blazing sun. The kids are sweating like, Dad, what's going on? What's wrong? The lady finally came out. She's like. Honey, it's okay. It's only it's only seventeen cents. Right, right. And I was like, man. And I went home. Kids had marshmallows. I went into the room and I just bawled my eyes out. Mm. And I was like, they deserve better. Mm-hmm. And that's when I took back my power. And I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure they're good because we'll often do more for others than we'll do for ourselves. And that is when I took my power back because I said, my kids deserve better. And that's when everything changed. And right after that, I got into real estate. I got my real estate license. And I haven't really looked back since. And, like, I was so determined and driven to make sure they're good. Right. And it goes back to the filling up your well thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. at that moment, you were probably not in a good place. You know, you're going through divorce and, like... All of your resources and energy and, and brain power is depleted from going through this situation. And so you went back to, because sometimes you have to fill your own well, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I've learned that. Yeah. I've learned that time and time again. Like I always tell myself, Connie, no one's going to come and save you. You know, like <laughs> no. you yeah. have $2 in the bank. Yeah. I've been there. I've yeah. been there, yeah. right? More yeah. than once, more than I can, you know, yeah. want to admit, but I've been there yeah. and it's hard, especially when you have kids and especially when your kids are little and they don't understand the situation, right? Yeah. And so it goes back to that of like filling up your own well and realizing like I have to do something. Mm. I I have to motivate myself to push forward and and give my kids the life they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely something that I feel is very relatable to me and and my situation and everything that I've been through. And this is why we connected because all of this (laughs) stuff was like happening and, and things just, you know. We're very different. We grew up different, but at the same time, so many things just happen that are like parallel and the, you know, it just kind of works that way. Yeah. Um, so after that, you have created your, you know, your new kind of space mentally, energy wise with your kids and you're in a different place. What is something now that you kind of look back on and you're like, this, this was 
my moment of like growth where I just like pushed through and got aside from that. Right. And now you're in this positive, happy place. Like, what is that moment when you want to look back and tell your kids, like, this is when you have to get up and just put your big girl panties on for me, you know, and move on kind of Mm -hmm. thing. What are those lessons that you're teaching your kids when it comes to that? Teaching them to like, to just kind of, you know, um, take back their power like in moments of like weakness or being sad with my kids we're always talking about like you're allowed to cry you're allowed to you know throw your tantrum but then we're going to move forward and do what we have to do yeah um it's interesting because a lot of while I was reading all those books I was trying to teach all those lessons in real time to the kids Mm -hmm. about a train of thought it's called a train of thought for a reason because a train is on a track. It's going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where is that thought going to take you? Mm-hmm. How is it going to make you feel? Well, how do you want to feel? Well, what will make you feel that way? Then think about those things. And so the the biggest thing is you become what, what you think about. If you don't think you can do it, you won't do it. But if you believe you can, it's going to help perpetuate this momentum. And so the biggest thing is I'm teaching kids now is give yourself grace, fail forward, my daughter's learning bass now. I'm like, hey, do it. I'm going to support it. You know, she started businesses. She got tired of this. She made bracelets. She made rings. She made candles. She did all these different things. And it's like, figure out what, figure out your deal. I want you to be your own person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to force my thoughts on you because what we do now more than anything, the schools push it. Instead of teaching kids how to think, they just try to teach them what to think, mm-hmm. not versus how to think, how to really think things through. And so I try to get them to start thinking of what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want to feel? What do you want to experience? And I try to support that. Yeah, and that's very freeing. Like, I'm very like that with my kids. My daughter's always telling me, she's like, Mom, you don't want me to be unique. I'm like, I do. I just want you to be don't want you to be so stubborn. So I've had to kind of let go, right? Uh, yeah. In that area Letting where it's hard. It is. It's hard because yes, I want her to be unique, mm-hmm. but I just I need her to brush her hair every once in a while. You know, like when we're going to the store. It's funny because this last week we I was dropping her off at school in the morning and I was picking her up from her dad's and her hair was all crazy. So when she goes her hair is really thin. So when they, we go to the pool, it gets tangled. Mm. So they went to the pool Sunday or Saturday, and her hair was, like, tangled when I picked her up. Yeah. And I'm like, Camila, you're just not going to brush your hair today? I'm like, we're going to the store, dude. You look wild. <laughs> and she's, like, she's in the back seat, and I'm driving, and she's like, no. And I'm just like, like, I know she could hear me, right? And she's like, she's like, this is the daughter you raised. And I'm like, <laughs> I laughed. Like, I just laughed, and I was like, yeah. you know what? You're right. I'm like, fine. Look wild. I don't care. She's like, okay. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> but I had to let go because I'm like, it's a valid point. Like, I want her to think that way and I want her to be free to be herself. Yeah. But I just want to brush her hair sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. No. Yeah. It's hard. Um, so what advice would you give people who are wanting to just, you know, find their identity and seek out positivity and push forward. Like what's your best advice for people who are in this bad place and just want to move forward with everything? You know, it's, and I I, I don't push my, I try not to push my ideals or whatever, but what's worked for me Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. is going back to the foundation. God, you know, it's like, I need you. And and it takes humility because I didn't realize how much ego I had. And, and, you know, the acronym for ego is edging God out. And so, mm. like, you know, like, you know, 
biggest thing we can do is be prideful. Think about like that father relationship. It's like a, you know, you you see you see these things. You know, if your son puts his fork in the electric socket, he's gonna get electrocuted. You want to protect them. You want to provide for them. You want them to become strong, independent, but also like you know that that relationship. They can come to you for anything. And right. so. I had to take a step back and really, really seek God. I mean, I went to South Africa for three months to reconnect and recenter because I was operating in my flesh. And I called my dad just just like even a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I'm experiencing anxiety. What's going on? You know, because I'm like, why am you know, and I, I knew what I needed to do was open my mouth and declare power over my anxiety and speak God's word over my situation and that's what I did I felt better Mm -hmm. but it took me two hours in my mind I knew what I needed to do but I would not open my mouth and it was just feel this rhythm of being in this mood that you just feel like you're stuck in it's like the stronghold it's this it's this grip on you you know what you need to do but you don't do it Mm -hmm. and it's the enemy wants to keep you quiet and you have to open up your mouth and speak it Mm -hmm. and speak it and say it and declare it you will feel better and then i called him i said do you ever experience anxiety he's like the only time i experience anxiety is when i'm working in the flesh Mm. when when you're operating in the spirit you have the holy spirit you have god's spirit inside of you Mm -hmm. when you're experiencing anxiety you're not operating in peace and rest you have the greatest force in the world working within you Mm -hmm. wanting to move in your favor wanting to move in your direction wanting to bless you more than you want to be blessed want to give you the world more than you desire it and you won't even ask for it because we have shame we have guilt Mm -hmm. and we don't feel worthy or deserving we don't feel we deserve this amazing life or that we can even have it because we can't even fathom it Mm -hmm. we're just trying to get by Day by day. Right. Right. And God is like, I have this whole world for you. You want to, but just come to me, you know? And so that is the biggest thing I would do. I would go there first before I try to go to do this or before I try to go do that. I would go back to the, the, the OG, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, hey, I need you. Right. And, and, and that's the biggest, biggest yeah. thing for me, for sure. Um, my, one of my friends, she, she tells me, she's like, Connie, because she's known me forever. Um, her name is Sherelle. I think mm-hmm. we, I mentioned her earlier. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and she's like, I know you're in like this whole, my daughter calls it hippie shit. Like <laughs> I'm about yeah. the universe yeah, and, you know, yeah, energy yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And she, Sherelle was like, I'll be real with you. She's like, have you prayed? And I'm like, yeah, I pray all the time. <laughs> she's like, I don't feel like you express yeah. that side of it as mm. much as you do, like, the universe and mm. the energy and the crystals and this and that. And I'm like, no, but I do. I mean, I, I believe in God and I pray. And and I feel like those have been the moments for me when, mm. like, I recover from, like, my depression or anxiety or mm. whatever is, like, you know, yeah. hindering me. Where I do, I go back to that. I'm telling you, just the last few weeks, like, yeah. I've been sitting here just going, like, God, God, you know, just kind of... Mm. What am I doing? Am I on the right mm. path? So I definitely believe in that. Um, I, of course, have many influences when it comes to, like, you know, um, my spirituality. And, yeah. and I grew up very strict Catholic, very Mexican strict Catholic. <laughs> um, I used to teach Sunday school. I was a Eucharistic oh, minister. Wow. I wow. used to, like, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, like, that's used, hardcore. Oh, right? yeah. No, yeah. my mom would call me a Bible thumper. Like, she mm. would make fun of me. She's like, oh, there you go again to church with your little Bible under your arm. Mm, like, yeah. Funny. Because I was like a lector, I would read like everything, mm. all the things as they say. Um, 
And then, of course, as the years went by, like, especially now with my divorce, like, I haven't gone to church in two and a half years. Like, oh, wow, yeah. it's just my own mentality of, like, you know, being so Catholic and being yeah. divorced. Um, But I do believe in God, and that's something that, even though I don't talk about it, and I am such a BSer, you know, I like <laughs> bullshit, and I'm, you know, I'm just me. I'm just Yeah, me. no. And so... It's... um. I don't talk about it a lot, but yeah. I do pray yeah. and I believe in, you know, God and, and that's how I grew up. Um, so, yeah, I definitely believe in that being the center of everything mm-hmm. that we do and kind of move forward with it. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because, you know, you said universe, uni, I mean, one verse, one word. It's God. It's, we're talking about the same energy, words, it's energy. Everything is in everything you see is energy. Right. And it's made of energy and words have energy words have a frequency of a tone i love science and quantum physics and getting into that and understanding how that all that resonates and right like you know it's all it's all insane right you right know, and to, to me a, that's to how i degree, see it too yeah to a degree it's all the same and it's like but the dependency because it's like we don't want to have to need anyone mm-hmm. in sometimes, and we do need each other. We need fellowship. We need community. We need to bounce ideas. We need to speak life into each other, mm-hmm. into situations, and we have to open up our mouths and speak what it is that we want because, you know, they say we walk by faith, not by sight, and our sight is extremely limiting, but vision is limitless. Mm-hmm. And so being able to speak that is is, right. is, is, is huge. And it's funny you're saying like speaking um when I think about like energy so I um believe in like chakra healings Mm -hmm. and like our chakras and the different levels um and one of them is your throat chakra Mm -hmm. right and so they talk about like blockages and Mm -hmm. having these blockages in like the different areas of your body and why you can't speak certain things Mm -hmm. and um something that because I go to therapy like it's very normal for me I (laughs) I love my therapist and one of her biggest things is like speaking your truth you know Mm -hmm. speaking your truth and and seeing how your body reacts to it and figuring out you know how that makes you feel um it's something that I pay attention to a lot and so earlier I was recording a podcast for myself and I was talking about something I kept choking I'm like I'm not even like there's nothing in my mouth like what is going on and I think it was that moment when I'm truly opening up and like speaking my mm. truth where, you know, those blockages start to kind of unblock. And I feel like this feels good. I want to mm. use my voice and I want to, mm. you know, be that person that helps others kind of realize, like, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, mm-hmm. I've had $2 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm divorced. I'm a single mm-hmm. mom. I live with my parents. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to figure it out and move forward with mm-hmm. it. And I think that all of that kind of comes back to, like, knowing who you are, mm-hmm. speaking your truth. And it all comes from, to me from the universe and from God. It's mm-hmm. all one thing. So I definitely feel that to me is very relevant. Yeah. I would challenge and say, what is that truth, though? Yeah. What is that truth for us? Because we, I spoke lies over myself my whole life that I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm right. not accepted. I'm not tall dark and handsome you know mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. you know my i'm not i'm not wanted because my dad wasn't there for me and i was speaking that as my truth right right and then identifying those things right yeah. and and re-channeling refocusing on like the things that you are definitely yeah i definitely like i said when i went to this retreat this weekend we talked about like making lists of like the things that you're grateful for right mm-hmm. like and changing the way you speak to yourself because mm-hmm. that makes a big difference yeah 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had to speak my truth. It's like, no, I'm God's highest form of creation. I'm going to act like it. Because yeah. that's what God said. He's like, we yeah. all is highest form of creation. So yeah. speaking that truth. Yeah. Because I've been speaking lies about myself mm-hmm. all my life. I believed in them as a Durham my, you know. My, yeah. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we do that. I mean, we're yeah. human, and, and yeah, that's the kind of thing. And that's the type of thing that you need to rechannel and, and rethink about. Yeah, about, and yeah. just speak to yourself differently, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I know. My daughter did something also a lot. She's, she's my, like, person that, like, she just speaks what she wants, right? My son is a lot more reserved. He watches himself a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, her, we were listening, we listened to our horoscopes on, like, a podcast. Mm-hmm. And my son was like, Camila, why do you want to listen to this? And she's like, because she's like being an Aries is the best, and I'm like, <laughs> Lord, I've created a monster. Is, is he a Libra? No, he is a Virgo. Virgo, okay. He's and a Virgo. she's an Aries. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Is okay. your daughter a Libra? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no, he's a Virgo, yeah. and so he's yeah. very reserved. And yeah. his sister's very. She's all Aries, just very, oh, very out there. Like she, she's like, oh, I look so cute today, mom. I'm like, yeah, you really do. Oh my god. And, and, like, that's just, that is how I've raised her, right? Yeah. To speak that way to yeah, herself. Yeah, she should. Yeah, because. That's good, though. Yeah, because she'll come in, she'll, I'm so skinny. I'm like, no, like, you're perfect. You look good. Like, you're mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Or she, she has the very, like, I don't know if you know, Frida Kahlo, like, the eyebrows, you know, mm-hmm. just very mm-hmm. thick. Yeah. And my daughter has, like, really thick eyebrows. She's yeah. like, I just want to shave them off. I'm no. like. People you, wish. Yes. People wish. I'm like, do you know how many women are paying to have <laughs> eyebrows like yours? Exactly. So then I show her yeah. videos and yeah. like pictures, and she's like, oh, okay. So yeah. now she's like, I love my eyebrows. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's rechanneling yeah. that. Rechanneling that. In See, ourselves as but, adults, though. But that's huge that you can do that. Yeah. Because a lot of us, we don't have anybody in our lives to speak that kind of life in us to help right. us rechannel it. Because we may think our truth is, I'm too skinny. You're like, no, you're perfect. Yeah. And that is that reinforcement. That's huge. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So, and it's something that mm. I've become very aware, aware. of, yeah. especially in the last two years, mm. right? Because they were already going through so much with the separation and the divorce yeah, yeah. that now I really watch the way I talk mm. to them. And mm. I mean, that's not to say, you know, sometimes they get on my nerves and I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're getting on my nerves. Like, yeah. get out of my face. No, but, facts. you know, you yeah. go back and you okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Moment. Like, um, you know, it was, I lapsed, but okay, just tell me what you need and we'll move forward from there. So yeah. And my kids are very, I feel like my daughter more so is very secure Mm. in herself. My son, I'm still, we're still kind of working on that. Um, he's a big kid. He's 11. He's like really tall. Um, and I know that a lot of his insecurities come from like, I'm bigger than everybody else. You know, I'm That's taller. That's really weird because I used to be like, man, I'm too short. Yeah, well, I mean, it, well, he's the opposite, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. He was always the youngest but the mm-hmm. tallest. Mm. And and he's very aware of that. Like, mm. he's very aware of it. So he plays football yeah. and his coaches, like, praise him. They're like, dude, you're so big. Like, this is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's – we're, we're I'm working on that with him. That's awesome. But, yeah. No, definitely. It goes back to, you know, changing our mentality, breaking those cycles and – you know, changing how we grew up is not how our kids have to grow up. Amen to that. So, yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is a good this I could cool. go on and on with yeah, you. <laughs> no, this is awesome. This is good. Um, so, okay, can people contact you? Where can they contact you? Yeah. Um, well, they can reach me out, reach out to me via email, mm-hmm. um, social media. I'm okay. not on there as much, but I will be on there more and moving forward because my daughter, she makes me feel like, I'm out of touch with the world because I'm not on Instagram. Oh, but, um, but you are kind of on Instagram. I, I am, sort of. You know, I don't, yeah. I'm not on there as, as much as I used to. I used to be on there a whole lot more posting. But uh, you can reach out to me, Jerome Washington underscore on 
Instagram, and definitely. Connect. And what's your email? Email Jerome D is in David Wash W A S H at Gmail. Oh, that's easy. Okay, yeah, what's your middle easy. name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <we're> gonna... <laughs> I used to hate it. It's Why? It's Darwin. Oh, My okay, okay. Name, I used to. So here's a funny thing. So, Darwin. What yeah. was he? A philosopher? No. No, what was he, Darwin. Uh, evolution. Darwin. Evolution. Darwin. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, Darwin. Okay. Charles Darwin. Yes, yes. And my mom didn't name me because of him. She named it <laughs> because my uncle's middle name was Alwyn, and she wanted mine to sound similar. So Darwin. it was Darwin. And when I was younger, I never wanted to tell people my middle name. I made up a new middle name. Oh, my goodness. And I said my middle name, which was even worse now, looking back at now. <laughs> I said my middle name was Deontay. Oh. Right? <laughs> Gerard Deontay. You and felt like that fit better. I felt that was better. Now I look back and realize how corny I was, you know, doing that. But yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, I mean, well, my real name, people don't know. A lot of people don't know. My full name is Maria del Consuelo. I didn't know that. Yeah. So on my iPhone, when it connects to stuff, it says yeah. Maria's phone. Yeah. And people, like, they try to airdrop me stuff. Yesterday, I was with one of our clients, and the guys are trying to airdrop me stuff. They're like, who's Maria's iPhone? I'm like, that's me. They're like, what? That's really? you. <laughs> so oh, we all have that. It's funny. It's a cultural thing. That's I'm very funny. Mexican. My name is very Mexican. <laughs> that's just where it comes from. Yeah. This was great. This Thank you awesome. so much. And if anybody wants to reach out to Jerome, you can reach out and then I'll tag you on my post whenever I post the the podcast. Sweet. You're awesome. Awesome. Bye, guys. All right.